0: It's so simple. All we need to do is look back into nature and realign ourselves with those natural cycles that have forever driven our evolution. And the more we work against those rhythms and cycles, the more we're gonna suffer.
1: Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, ladies. I hope your day is off to an amazing start. I can't believe that we are heading into the last year of 2022, and it is literally my favorite time of year. We got our Christmas tree up last week. I absolutely love to just take time off and be with friends and family and host epic dinner parties and just enjoy the magic of the holidays and the season. Last year at this time, I had COVID it knocked me out and it totally ruined my holiday. So I think I'm just like, to- I'm even more excited because I'm making up for all that I missed out on last year. So I'm so excited for it and been super busy over here working on all sorts of things so I could just get them off of my plate and really take some time off in December to to slow down, recharge and reconnect to myself, my dreams, my goals planning for 2023, just all of the things. So I'm really looking forward to that and I hope you are too. And before we officially dive into our episode today, I just want to remind you that the Naturally Nourished program is open and you can come join us at a founding members rate right now. I am so excited to share this program with you guys and it's just amazing to finally get this baby out there and into the world. And I really wanted to create a space and a program that can help women just reconnect back to their bodies and trust themselves, let go of diet culture. I feel like so many of the women that I have coached over the years, it's this constant chasing the next five pounds. And just this constant disconnection from trusting our bodies, paying attention to our sim- symptoms, and it feels like we're just jumping from one fad diet to the next, and we're getting so caught up in the over-complication of health, and it's just downright frustrating. And I wanted to create a space and a program that could really help you learn how to restore your metabolism and your hormones based on your female physiology. And it's a complete blueprint that teaches you how to nourish your way to metabolic and hormone restoration. So when you join right now, if you're listening to this in real time, you will log into your member area. We've got seven modules already in there. These are around pro-metabolic foundations, metabolism and thyroid health, adrenal health, thyroid testing and nutrients, diet transitions, learning how to track your temp and pulse, and then I share your phase one protocol. And there is so much more coming that you will be seeing released in the next few months. Plus, you'll have access to our monthly women's circles and live community Q&A calls with myself, plus guest interviews. And I really want this to be a place where you can always come to and get updated information and support and... It's time to just let go of jumping from one thing to the next and to just stop, just really stop with that mentality and step into this new paradigm for healing, where we are getting to the root cause. We understand that it takes time. We have patience with ourselves and we are not going through this restriction and deprivation and this overwhelm. And we're actually peeling back the layers, coming back to ancestral wisdom and keeping things actually really simple because i think what happens is we skip over the simple. We complicate it so much with crazy protocols and crazy testing and i'm not undermining any of that because it definitely helps and works but i think we've just overcomplicated things and then this is why we get so frustrated and we tend to like keep repeating this cycle of one program to the next to the next and one protocol to the next and then this isn't working and just talking about it makes me feel exhausted. So I really want to end that for you. And so many more modules and protocols are coming into the naturally nourished member area. I will be releasing up-to-date information regularly. So we've got a liver detox protocol coming, gut health. We'll be doing a deep dive into estrogen dominance as well as progesterone mastery and really understanding and learning about our sex hormones and how they interplay with each other and impact whole body health. And um, I'm just excited to dive into those topics. So if you would like to join us, head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash naturally nourished. You can join right away. You get access to all the modules and you can dive in immediately. And I'd love to have you again. If you're listening to this in real time, our very first women's circle community Q and a Is happening on December 8th, and they're all recorded and will be uploaded to the member area. So if you can't make it live, it's all good. So, as this segue into our episode today, it actually fits very beautifully because we're talking about one of the most simplest approaches to whole body health and hormonal healing, and that is light the power of light and our mitochondria, how it impacts our blood glucose, adrenal issues, weight gain, sleep, circadian rhythms. Fertility, menopause. We talk about reestablishing a better relationship with light, whether it's cloudy or snowy or raining outside, and why most blue blocking glasses on the market are actually not that great. So I'm really excited for this conversation. And in fact, we will be diving even deeper into light therapy in the Naturally Nourished program. And just excited that we get to dive into that today. My guest is Rudy Nassif. He is an engineer, a health entrepreneur, a light expert, and founder of VivaRays, offering the most advanced circadian light filtering eyewear for better sleep and energy. He has been educating thousands of health practitioners and doctors about the quantum biological effects of light. And helping them optimize their personal as well as their patient's well-being. And I really hope you learn a lot today. I think, again, just going back to what I was saying in terms of overcomplicating things, and we forget about the simple foundational elements that make up our health and truly support our well-being. And I know the power of, of light and how that has impacted my health journey and those days when I just don't go outside for a walk and it's cloudy or it's rainy, and it just, you know, the kind of mood it puts you in. And I've just been really pushing through that, especially in the winter, because I don't like the winter and I don't like the cold, but just making it a priority to get that light exposure and the impact it has on my energy and my moods and my well being. It's just really profound. So I really hope you take away. Some actionable items today that will help to support your health. And if you would like to check out the products over at Viva Rays, you can use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout and that will save you 15% off. So if you don't have any like blue blocking glasses right now, and you've been wanting to get started with that and to just really step up your light game and ex- not exposing yourself to that blue light, which can be very detrimental, then head on over to vivarays.com and use the code wellness switch. And that will save you 15% off. All right. So without further ado, let's officially dive in. Enjoy. Hi, Rudy. Welcome to the wellness switch podcast.
0: Hey, Samantha. Thank you for having me today.
1: My pleasure. I'm so excited that you're here and very excited about our conversation because we have not really dove into the power of light before Mm. and how that impacts our health and our well-being. So before we even dive into that, can you share with our audience more about who you are and what you do?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My name is Rudy Nasif. Uh, I have a background in engineering Mm -hmm. and... uh, I uh, founded the company Viva Raise because of so many years of struggling and suffering, uh, which actually actually began uh, all the way back when I was a little kid. I used to suffer from debilitating headaches, agitation, and complete inability to focus in the classroom. And I used to misbehave because I learned that every time I did that, the teacher would end up kicking me out of the class. And okay. then I would feel super exalted to be outdoors. However, my teachers did not really like this. And I was diagnosed with the label ADHD and forced back into the classroom. And to be honest, that felt really torturing as a kid. And as the years passed by, I got kicked out of seven different schools and was known as a rebel kid that was always in trouble. And basically, eventually, I made it to engineering school. But at that stage, the quality of my life was degrading very, very fast. Right. And I was actually living like a night owl, feeling super anxious, um, very wired and stimulated that night. I used to party until late at night to then wake up the following morning, lacking the energy, feeling exhausted, completely disorientated disoriented and unmotivated.
1: Right.
0: And after two years working as an engineer in this lifestyle, I literally hit a bottom in my life where I felt the most depressed I have ever felt in my entire life. And after all, I literally got kicked out of my job. And I found myself in my chamber completely paralyzed with zero desire to move or even live. So that was a very difficult time. For sure. And I went so deep into the dark that my only choice was to make a U-turn back into the light. So I remember that night very, very well. I looked into my eyes squarely in the mirror, and I literally made a commitment to myself that I wanted to feel better and transform this suffering. And this wasn't the easiest because I knew that I had to leave everything behind and embark on this long journey of traveling into the unknown. Literally, I did not know where I'm going but I knew that I wanted to seek learning from different health experts and holistic doctors. However, I literally started to, feeling very, to feel overwhelmed with all the different health opinions about right. what I should be doing. And different health gurus were pointing to different diets, supplement companies, and biohacking tools. And they all seemed to contradict each other. And to be honest, no matter how many diets I was trying, I wasn't feeling any better. So, miraculously, a specific event in my life changed all of that, and it's very simple. I spent several weeks on a ruler farm in Quebec, and throughout those six weeks, um, I was sleeping in my tent, exposed only to natural sunlight during the day, and fire and candlelight during the evening. Mm. <laughs> now, within a matter of a few days, something miraculous happened. I started winding down in the evening, feeling super relaxed, mellow, sleeping shortly after the sunset to then wake up before the sunrise for the first time in my life, feeling rested, energized, motivated, and super focused. I was farming outdoors all day, learning about biodynamic farming and permaculture, dancing, cooking, hiking, swimming in lakes. And I was able to achieve more meaningful things in a day than I did throughout the past 25, 20, 22 years, literally. Wow. I mean, how did that magic happen, right? I, I did not change my diet. I did not take any supplements. And I didn't exercise different. I was I was still exercising and meditating in the same way I was before. So I was right. in complete awe. Oh. But, but the thing is like, you would not expect it, but as I moved back to the city, And at the time, I was still living in Toronto. And within a matter of a few weeks, I fell back into my old terrible routine. And I found myself again depressed and disoriented. So instantly, I decided to leave again. And I went on another farm up north in northern Ontario. uh, And I was volunteering with indigenous people this time. Mm -hmm. And once again, after a few days of living there, I was able to restore perfect sleep, energy, and vitality that I have never felt in my life. So at this stage, I literally started wondering how this magic was happening on those farms. Right. And to be honest with you, all of those farmers had a quality of light and vitality in in their eyes that I have never witnessed in the community of folks that I was meeting uh, throughout my travel that were following all the complicated health protocols that were recommended by different health gurus. Right. And what I quickly realized is that those farmers lived a balanced, rhythmic lifestyle that is very different than the lifestyle we all live in the cities. And none of them needed uh, expensive supplements, uh, dogmatic diets, and, and expensive biohacking tools. Now, what's the one thing in common between them all? And what's the one thing that really transformed my life? They all rose naturally with no alarm clock before the sunrise, around dawn. Mm-hmm. They spent all of their days outdoor in natural lighting. They ate seasonally, just like our ancestors did, while the sun is out, and at similar times every day, and they fasted while the sun is down. And also their only source of light up north was sunset, uh, after the sunset, was, was fire and candlelight. So simply put, they literally lived a balanced rhythmic lifestyle that is in complete alignment with the balanced rhythmic light of Mother Nature. And this was the exact magical recipe that was catalyzing this enormous transformation that I experienced on those farms. So this realization led me to so far seven to eight years of studying light quantum biology, circadian biology, and traveling and consulting the world leading experts in this field. And what I learned is something very simple that I knew as a kid. I learned that we are light beings and that physical reality is but light that is vibrating at a lower speed. And we could probably talk a little bit more about this from the lens of Albert Einstein. But the quality of the light exposure will literally determine the quality of our sleep, focus, cognition, productivity, mood, and well-being. And one of the major problems in our modern world is that we are getting very little natural healthy lighting during the day and we are bombarded by junk artificial lights from phones devices led bulbs everywhere we go mm-hmm. so i was as i was learning about this on all of these different farms i was desperately looking for a solution that will help mitigate the effects of artificial lighting when i go back to the city so i discovered about blue blocking glasses And after trying so many in the markets, I did not experience the benefits that I was expecting and that I experienced on the phone. So I wanted to figure out why. And uh, based on so many conversations with uh, circadian experts, I was able to learn, also based on measuring and whatnot, which we can talk about a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I was able to learn why those blue-blogging glasses in the market did not work. And this literally inspired me to develop something that actually works. And we came up, collaborating with uh, some optic experts in British Columbia, Canada, uh, with the first three-lens circadian light filtering eyewear that is actually designed to filter out different frequencies of light at different times of the day, depending on the light that is present in Mother Nature, and helping people to be able to manage their exposure to junk artificial lighting throughout the 24 hours. Wow. (laughs) This This is a little bit about where I come from and why I'm doing what I'm doing.
1: (laughs) That's powerful. I love it so much. And I mean, I can relate to so much of, of it myself, just living in Canada, you know, and especially in the winter time when it's so cold and dark, like I don't get as much light exposure and it impacts my brain health. It impacts my energy, my hormones, my sleep, like all of it. And I can just think about the last three, four months of, you know, summer and literally just soaking up all of the sun and being outdoors as much as possible and like how vibrant and amazing I feel. And knowing that we're heading into Mm -hmm. winter right now, I'm just like, oh my God, this this does not excite me. So like, what do you say to somebody who, or, or what can that person actually do? The person who is living in like super cold weather and it's rainy and it's cloudy. And they're like, yeah, I'm really not getting enough light exposure. Does it still matter like to go outside? Does that still count? Like tell us more about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's actually an amazing question. Um, we we have what we call the circadian rhythm in our bodies, which comes from the Latin word circa and dia, which means uh, circa means approximately and dia is approximately okay. 24 hours. And this rhythm actually exists in all animals and humans and plants, okay? So uh, this this clock actually determines when we go to sleep and when we wake up. And it also controls bowel movement, reproduction, mood, digestion, and thousands of different biological processes. And what it actually does, it's it's responsible for timing those functions to an optimal time of the day or the night during a 24-hour period. Okay, so it kind of creates a structure and coherence between all of the billions of the cells to create a harmonious symphony. And the most important two forces that determine how well this clock will work are actually consistent light exposure Mm -hmm. during the day to, to sunlight, especially the first two hours in the morning. And also consistent exposure to darkness right. after the sun sets. So basically, the, the moment the sun sets, about 30 minutes later, the night starts falling. And it's important for us as human beings that we experience a consistent exposure to that darkness day after day. That's not fluctuating one time at five, one time at seven. Because that wrecks havoc our circadian clock. Now, our bodies are composed of different rhythms and different cycles. So we just spoke about the circadian cycle, which determines how awake and alert and energized we will feel when we wake up in the morning and how well we sleep at night. And it's actually regulated by two things, a lot of sunlight exposure during the day and a lot of darkness at night, therefore blocking artificial light after the sunset. We have also another rhythm called the infradian rhythm, which is, much longer than a 24 hour period. Mm -hmm. It's actually equal to our seasonal rhythm. And just like in animals, if you observe a wolf, let's say, in nature, the wolf does not wait until the first snowfall until until it grows its fur. Why is that? Because it is coupled to its environment through light signals and through magnetism. We could talk a little bit more about magnetism. But basically, the internal clock of the wolf, as well as the infradian clock of the wolf, pick up on the dwindling UV light in the environment in the fall, as well as the shift in the magnetic field of the earth, Mm -hmm. because the wolf is not wearing a rubber shoes band like humans do. And basically, it prepares itself to activate its winter programming. Right. And this happens during the right. fall period. As the day is starting to get shorter, as UV light up north is starting to become much less intense, and yep. as the shifts in the temperature are happening, the, the wolf's body is preparing it physiologically to be able to activate its winter programming and therefore better respond to cold in its environment. It actually alter how the mitochondria also metabolize um, d- during that period of time. But the problem for us as human beings is that we are spending most of our, of our time indoors right. in artificial lighting that is constant all the time. It's emitting this high frequency blue light that is deficient from the other frequencies of colors and it has close to no UV light and infrared light. So in so many ways, we are living in a way that is very disconnected from our environment. On another note, also, the day right. is not getting shorter for us as we approach winter because right. we have gained the power to light up our world 24 hours if we wish, through the use of artificial lighting. And as exciting this may seem, we are, it's, it's, it's causing what we call a circadian rhythm and infradian rhythm mismatch, which according to many circadian biologists, is the primary cause of depression, anxiety, loss of productivity, watered down attention, digestive issues, and so on, like a lot of chronic issues. So with that being said, what can someone do in order to better adapt to the shorter days of the year and the, the scarcity of sunlight? The number one thing is the, we, we, we must find ways to couple ourselves once again to our environment so that our internal terrain is becoming harmonious with the exterior terrain. And this is because we tend to really minimize the importance of those physical forces in our environment and how they actually interact with our bodies. It's those physical forces like light, magnetism, seasonal food, because food is light that is also acts as right. light information to our body to tell us about the time of the season. and. Uh, temperature, all of these uh, biophysical forces are actually the boss that tell our biochemistry what to do (laughs) and it's not the opposite. Most of us are very concerned with biochemistry and completely disregarding the environment that we live in and the biophysical forces that are signaling to our biochemistry and teaching our biochemistry how to adapt to our environment. So with that being said, we really this is this is why it's very important. Let's sure. say to eat seasonal, uh, to, to eat seasonally, just like our ancestors did. Because if you think what food is, all food synthesis is actually light information that is being stored in food, which in return, as we eat, our mitochondria decipher again into light information that our body use to produce energy and nutrient depleted water, right. but also to signal to our body about our environment. The mitochondria are very powerful communicators that signal uh, that provide the communication between the environment and the cell to instruct our DNA and the protein that are coded by the DNA on what to do depending on the environment that we live in. So we must start thinking about how we can eat more seasonally and more in alignment Mm -hmm. with the things that grow in our environment. Number one. Number two, it does not matter if it's cloudy outside. No matter how cloudy it is, when we step outside, we are getting at least a thousand times more brightness and more photons into our eyes than indoors. And anyone could test this by getting a spectrocolor mirror and testing right. the brightness inside compared to the brightness outside. And it's not only the qu- a question of brightness, but anytime we are outside we are soaking the full spectrum of sunlight which, which ranges from UVA, UVB to right. the uh, rainbow colors, all of them, as well as infrared light. And every frequency of light is purposeful and acts as medicine to our body. So when we're outside soaking those frequencies, even though if it's cloudy, we are able to sum up photons over time and activate our circadian clock in appropriate ways. And lastly, on the second hand, we really need to think about being able right. to soak that darkness at night. Because improving the quality of our light exposure without equally paying attention to the quality of darkness is literally like mm-hmm. focusing on the inhalation all the time without exhaling. It does not work. We, we, end up, we end up blowing off. It's like the yin and the yang. They must be equal and they must interchange in balance. So therefore, after the sunset, we need to start finding ways to manage the the artificial lighting that is going through our eyes because otherwise this light confuses our brain about the time of the day. It increases the stress hormone cortisol and it destroys the production of melatonin, which prepares us for a restful night's sleep. But not only this, it activates all of the autophagy and apoptosis signaling while we sleep. In other words, it's equal healing rejuvenation repair and it's how our cells clean themselves at night so that we can spring back the following morning feeling energized and truly rested
1: I just learned so much <laughs> that was so good I love that explanation <laughs> okay a few things so like for I know in my house in the evening we have red light bulbs <laughs> all over and we have dimmers we have candles all over the house like I I can't handle it being bright. So I'm trying to find ways to not get in this like bright light and artificial light at nighttime and support my circadian rhythm. So do you have tips for what people can do at home? Like, for example, maybe obviously using blue blocking glasses, um, you know, dimming your lights, having more candles on, like what are some things that we can do in the evening?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to take the opportunity and say that what you do during the day will truly affect how you respond to light at night. Totally. So when we speak about an evening routine, we must include a morning routine. And we must think how much light has entered our eyes throughout the whole day. Because the more light history matters, as an example, the more light entering our eyes during the day, the less vulnerable we are to artificial lighting after the sunset. Got now, right. this does not mean that we're not going to be affected by artificial lighting and that melatonin will not be suppressed. However, if you take two people, one person who has spent a lot of time outdoors during the day and another one who has been indoors all day, if you expose those two people to the same amount of artificial light at night, you will notice that the person who spent much time outdoors during the day will have a much less suppression in melatonin and his circadian clock will. Uh, will, will, will delay much less. Right. And therefore, light history matters. So that's the first thing we need to think about. How can we maximize our light exposure during the day? And also when we speak about melatonin, it's important to know that there are two important things in the morning that control melatonin. Number one, it controls the time when melatonin will be released in the morning. And this is the time when light enters our eyes first thing in the morning. At this particular moment, cortisol goes up so that we start feeling energized, focused, and ready for the day. And a particular cellular timer is set at this particular second to dictate when melatonin will be released about 12 to 14 hours from this particular, uh, from this particular second. Mm. And number two is making sure that we're exposing ourselves to the highly energized UVA light in our environment, which comes probably 30 to uh, 90 minutes, depending on where where we live on earth and depending on the season. Now, why is that? Because it turns out that UVA provides the the energy for the natural conversion of the amino acid tryptophan into serotonin and into melatonin. Hmm. And this means that the hormone of darkness, melatonin, is actually produced in the eye in response to morning sunlight. So those are two very critical Times to be outdoors when the sun is rising and when UVA is rising in the environment. Also, I'll add to this when UVB is rising because there's a lot of uh, great uh, biological health effects that we access when UVB enter our eyes. Now, with all that being said, also watching the sunset or being outside mm-hmm. when the sun, when the sun is setting is a very important period of time because not only it will make us less vulnerable to artificial lighting uh, afterwards, but it will also send the signal to our circadian biology and to our nervous system to stop winding down, knowing that the day is ending. Right. And therefore, the body starts preparing for a restful night's sleep. So, so far we have said morning sunlight, UVA mm-hmm. light, UVB light, and sunset. sunset. Those, mm-hmm. those four things in the day will actually prepare us and set us up to an amazing evening routine. Otherwise, it's going to be much more difficult to even have the thought to build a healthy evening routine. Because what often happens is people are indoors all the time and they are not soaking that light that every cell in our body needs. And they are not feasting on that morning sunlight and, and sunset. And what happens then is we get into the evening hours and people start feeling what we call light hunger, which is an effect of not feasting on sunlight during the day. And therefore they start feeling the need to feast on artificial lighting after the sunset. And that completely destroys our natural ability to hear, rejuvenate and repair at night. We start aging, we run into inflammation, we start eating more, we start running with uh, weight gain issues. All of these things are actually related to the quality of light that enters our eyes and to how harmonious this cortisol melatonin periodic cycle is happening every 24 hour period. Now to add to this, if we watch the sunset and we come back home, most people will be exposed to the second sun which is coming from the devices, the LED bulbs and screens. And I noticed Uh that most people think that junk light comes from the computer or the television or the phone only, not realizing Mm -hmm. that LED bulbs actually emit the same frequency of light, the Uh same one that is emitted by a phone. So therefore, if you're down in the mall or on the street or in your kitchen turning on your LED lights, you're actually exposed to that same nasty frequency of light that will destroy your circadian biology ability to couple with the with the environment so it becomes very important to have different tools with us that will allow us to manage the quality of lighting that enter our eyes for example you mentioned that you have red lights at home and mm-hmm. that you can dim those lights and that's amazing yeah. having candles dim lights at house after the sunset will actually be completely crucial for melatonin to start kicking in. And most people don't know that melatonin actually starts rising about four hours before we sleep and not half an hour before we sleep. (laughs) Right. And, and, And therefore, it's important to start taking care of those last four hours and start paying attention to what type of light is entering the eyes. Now... We all also know that some of us may have control over our light in the house. Some of us may not. Right. And this is why it becomes crucial to have also, let's say, uh, the circadian light filtering eyewear that I'm showing over here, which is composed of this evening glasses and the nighttime glasses, which I could explain a little bit later the difference about them. But those glasses to me are life saviors because... They allow me to control the quality of lighting that is entering my eyes no matter where I am, whether I'm out in the mall or uh, I'm visiting some friends or I'm in my house. I could control the quality of light that entered my eyes by having those glasses. And uh, lastly, I would say making sure that the room that we sleep in is completely dark. Mm -hmm. And to test this, if you are looking at your palm and you could clearly see your palm it means that your room is still very bright yeah and if you don't have the means to control the brightness of the room because of some uh, lights outside you could either have blackout curtains let's say and if not a cheaper solution would be an organic cotton let's say three-dimensional blackout mask
1: Yep. okay those were some great tips so i do have like an eye mask that i wear and obviously it's, you know, it's completely black out in my room. The The challenge that I have with that is that I sleep in because I'm wearing the eye mask and it's so dark that I don't get that natural light coming into the room that literally some days this past week I was waking up at nine o'clock and I'm like, oh my God, it's nine o'clock. Like, because it was so dark because I had the eye mask on. So I think I need another solution because I feel like as great as it is for going to bed and making sure I'm in a blackout room, it's definitely impacting my, my morning routine.
0: I see. Um, so one thing you could do is making sure that you are consistently getting the early, early morning sunlight in your yes. eyes for at mm-hmm. least three days. And when you do this, after three days, your internal clock will develop mm-hmm. an internal timing that will act as an alarm clock and that will nudge you to wake up, wake up. before right. the sunrise uh, without even without even being connected to any light that is entering your eyes. But the key with this is consistency for at least three days with morning sunlight at the same time every day, as okay. well as consistency with blocking artificial light at night. Because even, even if you block, if even if you advance shift your circadian clock by getting morning sunlight early early in the morning for three consecutive days mm-hmm. what happens is if you are exposed to any type of bright artificial light at night and very little amount of it, it is going to delay shift your circadian clock so much so oh, that okay. your clo- you, you would want to wake up later the following day
1: got it All right, ladies, I know I always share about brands and products that's going to benefit and optimize your hormones and health. But today I want to switch gears and talk about two new products that Canprev has launched specifically for men. The first product is called Rocket Tea, and it features testofen. It is a patented form of fenugreek that's clinically proven to support testosterone production. It also contains ashwagandha and a blend of vitamins and minerals for increased resistance to stress, And anabolic hormone production. And then their second product is called prime virility. It's an advanced formula designed to promote healthy sperm motility and testosterone production. If you'd like to learn more about these products, head on over to canprev.ca. You can also follow them on Instagram to learn more, but ladies, I would love it. If you can share these products with the men in your life. Okay. So I'm going to assume that you're against wearing sunglasses. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because it doesn't get the sunlight right into the eyes, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's tremendous, uh, detrimental effects to sunglasses. One of which is, it's inhibiting our eyes from getting those highly energized photons early in the morning to reset our circadian rhythm. But also... All sunglasses block UVA and UVB, and I know that many people right now are thinking now why is that a problem? I heard that UV is bad and it causes cancer and cataracts, and my dermatologist or clinician recommended that I, you know, block 100% of UV. Yeah, and if that's the case we need to have a conversation because how how is it possible for sunlight, the most powerful nutrient in our solar system, to be dangerous? And in fact, there are hundreds of quality peer-reviewed studies done on the health benefits of UV light. However, however, conventional medicine is still somehow operating with an old belief about UV um, and has not caught up with the new understanding of how powerful and important UV light is our biology. So we we talked about one very important thing is it's UV light that plays a fundamental role in activating that infradian rhythm and the winter programming which actually enable us to overcome what we call sadness and grief and depression during the winter time which most people suffer from. For sure. Now, I'd like to add to this and say that one of the main studies that actually caused a lot of fear was actually done on monkeys uh, in the College of Virginia back in 1981. And the results of this study about UV light are highly questionable because they actually, um, they opened the eyelids of the monkeys wide open with clamps, uh, which dilated their pupils. And basically they were not able to blink. And blinking is a natural mechanism that we all use to adjust to different brightness of light. And to add to this, they shone an intense, bright bright amount of light with extremely high levels of UV uh, that do not represent the trace amounts of UV that we get from sunlight. Right. And thirdly, the UV was in isolation and was not balanced out by the infrared, which never happened when we are actually exposed to UV from sunlight. sunlight. Anytime we are exposed to UV, there is it's counter opposite balancing out, which is infrared heat and light. So yes, Mm -hmm. abnormal amounts of UV and isolation shown on dilated pupils will be harmful. There's no question. Of course. But there's a doctor called Dr. Ott who was criticizing this study. He, He said giving too much oxygen at birth can blind a baby. However, it would be foolish to think that we need to avoid oxygen at all costs. And my analogy is that if you put your hand in a, in a fire or in a furnace, you will burn it, but it will also be foolish to avoid fire all your life. Right. So with that being said, um, UV light is extremely powerful. It actually lowers blood blood pressure. And today there's an, probably an epidemic of people with high blood pressure taking medication, simply yeah. exposing yourself to UVA and UVB. Uh, many studies have shown that it dramatically lower their blood pressure and the effect lasted six to seven days after the exposure. Also, UV light increases the efficiency of the heart and the, the resting heart rate actually drops down when you're exposed to UVA and UVB, which make people calmer and much less anxious. In a, in a, in a, in a time where A lot of people today are feeling extremely anxious and extremely uh, wired and tense all the time. Right. Also to talk about weight gain, UV makes people lose weight because it actually stimulates the the thyroid uh, gland and increases fat burning and metabolism, which is actually the opposite of what blue light does at night. Because Mm -hmm. we know that when we're exposed to blue light at night, melatonin goes down. And therefore, it inhibits leptin from traveling to the hypothalamus in the brain. Now, what happens when leptin, the hunger the the, the satiety hormone, travels yeah. up to the hypothalamus in the brain? It actually upregulates the thyroid hormone and it increases metabolism and our natural ability to burn fat at night. Literally, yeah. as human beings. We are, we are designed more, most efficiently to burn fat at night while sleeping and while resting and doing nothing. However, our exposure to artificial blue light after the sunset completely sabotages this. And not only this, it actually increases ghrelin, the hunger hormone, and yeah. while it decreases leptin. And no wonder why people are in their homes exposed to those lights and suddenly they're opening the fridge and they're munching on, the, on all of this food. And no matter how much they try to use their willpower working with dieticians, if, sure. if this very ancient pathway, biological pathway that is related to light is off, it's gonna be torturing to try to use your willpower to go against thousands of years of biological evolution. Simply by blocking artificial light at night, you will run into a rhythm So much so that you start feeling hungry first thing in the morning and you feel so satisfied in the evening Mm -hmm. with no need to uh, open the fridge and eat a lot of food and uh, disturb your organs' ability to rejuvenate and repair at night because your organs cannot do two things at the same time. They're either digesting food and making fat or they're rejuvenating and burning fat. So you choose. Yeah.
1: It's so fascinating, and it's just so amazing to me how this source of life is how we've become so fearful of it mm. over the years, you know it's so it's so crazy to me. Um, I want to go back to the comment you made about just three days of consistent three days of looking at at the light at the morning light. Can you go back to that again? Like, do you really just need three days?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that was the magical recipe that triggered the transformation on the farm. That Every time I happen to come to those farms, I'm living in my tent. I'm starting to sink into how those farmers eat, which they do at similar times every day. They eat during the day. They fast at night. I'm starting to get that morning sunlight in my eyes and I'm starting to block artificial light at night or not being exposed to any form of artificial light at night. Every time that happened, within a matter of three days, the night owl became a morning morning person. Hmm. And I don't want to limit that to my experience only, but thousands of people that we work with who have thought they are night owls, who have thought that they can only be creative at night, learned that they were actually... Uh, it wasn't actually the case that they were actually stimulated by a lot of cortisol at the wrong time of the day. Right. And they were actually light hungry so much so that they wanted to feast on a form of light in the evening because they have not got proper amounts of light during the day. Yeah. And there are very interesting studies also showing that many night owls who have been taken into a camping trip where their light exposure has dramatically shifted by exposing themselves to a lot of morning sunlight during the day and no artificial lighting at night, this has actually caused those same night owls to become morning persons. Now, how is that? Because it shifted their melatonin cortisol cycle and it advanced Mm -hmm. shift their clock and Many people believe in the concept of night owl and morning person. It do exist, but not to the extent that we think. So the difference will be probably 30 minutes or so, but definitely not six, seven hours where one person is sleeping at nine and the other person is sleeping at at 3 a.m. That's that's completely against uh, the biological evolution of diurnal beings, which we are. We are designed to be, uh, metabolizing and making energy and moving and being active during the morning hours. And this is exemplified by the production of hormones such as dopamine, serotonin, and cortisol in response to morning sunlight. And uh, we are designed to be resting and rejuvenating and repairing at night. And This is exemplified by the production of melatonin And by the production of growth hormones at night in in response to darkness.
1: Yep. So can we talk
0: a little bit about
1: light and adrenal issues?
0: Light and adrenal issues. Absolutely. So this is a very, very, very interesting topic because I hear so many people nowadays talking about adrenal issues and adrenal fatigue. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And relating this to all kinds of things. However... It becomes very obvious when we look back, let's say, uh, there's uh, one scientist from Germany called Fritz Holwes. He published so many studies showing that sitting under artificial blue light increases the stress hormone cortisol and ACTH abnormally. Now, cortisol at night should be around one microgram per deciliter maximum. Hmm. And when I first did my test, it was 10 micrograms per deciliter at night, which is scarily very common. Right, 99% of our clients who take the test report having their cortisol peaking at night. Yep. And as a result, they sleep terribly. And this takes a toll on their morning cortisol. See, morning cortisol should be around 16 micrograms per deciliter. And this actually what nudges us to feel energized, focused, and ready for the day.
1: Okay.
0: However, when we are continuously and chronically producing cortisol at the wrong time of the day, we are actually depleting our adrenal gland from the, from the ability to secrete that healthy uh, cortisol tide first thing in the morning. And as a result, we start waking up, you know, uh, struggling with momentum, feeling sluggish, and needing all kinds of, of you know uh, like coffee and and different mm-hmm. things to, to feel awake and the problem with this if we start relying on coffee to get the adrenal nudge we will actually run into adrenal fatigue because the right. source of what is signaling to our biochemistry and to our hormones is actually that biophysical force in nature called light where we are forever living in disharmony with it and trying to deal with effects of what we call adrenal fatigue by using different uh, tools that are not actually addressing the cause of why this is happening.
1: Fascinating. I love it. It's all interconnected. And we've gotten so far away from just living with our natural rhythms, you know, and it's like, This is, and, you know, even for myself to recognize how important it is, just the power of light and just reconnecting back to that that natural rhythm and waking up and exposing myself to light and making sure I have darkness that night. Like just the power, and it's free, it's free tool that we have at our fingertips to go and use, but we really complicate things so much.
0: Yeah, I think. In so many ways, we live in our bubble. Yes. And for the past 100 years or so, we have gained the ability to alter our environment in ways that bring comfort. Right. And this has unfortunately led the new generation to completely disconnect from oh, our there. oneness with Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. And 100 years of disconnecting ourselves are just starting to unfold today in all the, of the chronic issues that we yeah. are starting to see. Things like light, water and magnetism are so ancient. If we look back at the billion years of evolution, first was light and then water and then magnetism and then food through photosynthesis. And then the evolution of a single cell uh, organism called bacteria into mitochondria, which was able to uh, generate energy for the cell. and eventually the, the, the evolution of uh, the different uh, plants and animal species and human species. But if we look back, we can clearly see that those biophysical forces we call light, magnetism, and water are much more ancient than any of the stuff that we are currently very focused on in the circle of health and wellness. Everyone totally. is so focused on dogmatic diets on, oh, eliminating this food and adding that food. And no one is literally looking at the environment that we yeah. live in and how to create harmony with that environment. Even in the, bio, in the circle of biohacking, even the word biohacking could tell you so much about how far off we are from totally. our true nature. Because why would you need to hack your biology? You only harmonize your biology because health is an innate state that is in you all the time it's your it's your innate uh, power and it's born with you but what have you done to drive it away from you and it's easy to see that what we have done is that we have altered our environment in such a way that is completely distorted from our natural environments and the physical forces that we live around today are completely toxic physical forces like yeah. light, electromagnetic radiations, yeah. and so on. So we it's so simple. All we need to do is look back into nature and realign ourselves with those natural cycles that have forever driven our evolution and that will forever do. And the more we work against those rhythms and cycles, the more we're going to suffer. And it's it's, its it's a matter of time that we suffer enough to realize that we have been been swimming upward against the river and, and it does not so work true. that way.
1: It's so true. I'd love, to, love it if you can talk a little bit about magnetism.
0: Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't want to claim a lot about magnetism because there's a lot of controversial information about this. But simply put, the earth has an electric field that has been mm-hmm. measured at 7.83 hertz. And this electric field actually fluctuates between day and night, which means that it plays an absolutely essential role also in signaling to our biology and to our circadian clock, whether it's day or night. And we also know that this electric field fluctuates from season to season. And it also fluctuates depending on your latitude. So the body has this very interesting mechanism to know where it is on Earth, so that it can predict its environment in the best way possible and prepare itself to respond to, uh, to its environment. And the better, uh, as, a, as human beings, the better we are responding to things around us, the more resilient we are and the more creative we are. On the other side, when we are poorly responding to our environment, This is when we become absolutely tense and stressed because it's not about the stress in our environment. It's about how prepared we are to respond in appropriate ways to that stress. Right. So with that being said, probably also 100 100 years ago, we, we, uh, we invented the rubber band shoes, which completely disconnect us from Mother Earth because rubber is not conductive. And it becomes very important today to find ways to reconnect to Mother Earth by simply stepping barefoot because the, the Earth is negatively charged and it's a massive battery that actually help our body to get rid of inflammation because what inflammation is is an excess positive charge in the body. And anytime you connect two electrically wired circuits, the, 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 the electricity will flow from uh, the point of uh, that it has uh, more saturation in electrons to the point that it has less saturation. And anytime we are connected to, the, to Mother Earth, which is a massive uh, reservoir of electrons, those electrons will flow through our skin because our skin is semiconductive, And basically it will enhance our mitochondria's ability to make energy, it will decrease inflammation It will also improve our ability to sleep better. And it will reconnect our bodies to our environments in such a way where we have better circadian rhythms, better infradian rhythms, and we are better able to respond to our environment and better able to predict our environment. Mm,
1: Okay, I love that. Okay, so before I let you go, let's (laughs) chat a little bit about your the glasses that you're wearing you had and i know not everybody can necessarily see if you're not watching this on video but you had pulled up like these different filters that you were using on your glasses let's talk a little bit about that
0: yeah absolutely so um uh let's let's start with the daytime glasses actually so the daytime glasses is the glasses i'm wearing right now here Mm -hmm. and those glasses um they are designed to transform the harmful narrow peak at 455 nanometer in blue violet from LED bulbs and screens. So what does that mean? If, if we go and take a spectral color mirror, which is a device that measures the light that is present in any given environment, and we take a measurement of an, a, an LED bulb or an LED screen, we will see that this LED bulb or screen do not emit full spectrum blue light even, it emits a very narrow peak in blue light at 455 nanometer, and it's completely unbalanced and unproportionate with the other frequencies of colors. And exposing our eyes to this 455 nanometer frequency in isolation has been shown to be very degenerative to the cells. It actually increases reactive oxygen species. It leads to a lot more inflammation. It decreased mitochondrial function. And that's probably one of the causes that sitting in front of those devices Uh, lead people to feeling eye strain, headaches, agitation, and, and so on. Right. So we actually engineered those glasses to decrease the sharpness of this 455 nanometer while making it more proportionate and balanced with the yellow and the green. And this means that those glasses are a step towards balance, but they're not Utter balance yet because we're not still getting full spectrum sunlight in our eyes right but they make this junk frequency coming from those LED uh, bulbs much uh, m- much less harmful uh, right. let's put it that way right and I know that there's a lot of let's say clear blue blocking glasses in the market and all of those clear blue blocking glasses claiming that they are blocking blue lights. And it's actually very surprising because when I first uh, was still living on the farm and I learned about blue blocking glasses, I actually purchased those clear blue blocking glasses. And after a while of using them, I did not feel any benefits. And as I mentioned in the beginning, that I started consulting circadian experts and I bought uh, bought, uh, some uh, professional tools that enabled me to measure and whatnot. And I was very surprised to see that all of those clear lenses whether they are the very expensive ones coming from the optometrist office or the very cheap ones coming from Amazon, mm-hmm. were actually blocking blue light up to 420 nanometer, And in other words, they were useless because LED lights do not emit any blue light below 420. They actually start at 430, peak at 455 and drop down. So they were actually blocking blue light that is not emitted by those harmful uh, devices and LED bulbs, which is uh, very useful, uh, useless. And on the other hand, uh, we've tested a lot of the yellow tinted glasses in the market, which you might have seen. And the problem with those is that they block 100% of the blue light at 455 nanometer, which taken us to a reductionist approach of eliminating a frequency of color because we're thinking it's bad. Well, blue light is not bad and we really need it during the day because it sets, resets our circadian rhythm, improves our mood and our energy production. We cannot eliminate it. We're st- we will start to feel sleepy at the wrong time of the day. And, and this is exactly why those daytime lenses do not block blue light. They actually reduce its sharpness, and they transform it in such a way to become more balanced and proportionate with the yellow and with the green, so that our eyes are getting more balanced frequencies.
1: Interesting.
0: Now, moving to the, the second uh, half of the day, <laughs> yeah. the, the equation changes because while we were saying that a blue light is great during the day, blue light does not exist in nature at night, and therefore, right. we must find ways to eliminate it whatsoever. And this is another reason why why clear blue blockers are completely useless and which oddly they are advertised to be worn at night as well. But at night, it's about doing three main things, eliminating blue lights, eliminating green lights, and really decreasing the brightness. So an efficient circadian uh, light filtering eyewear must be able to do those three things at the same time to be able to drive results. So we came up with two different technologies. One is called the evening and one is called the time. And the evening is particularly very useful for the shortest days of the year, like the winter and the fall, when the sun sets really early. Right. Now, why okay. is that? Because it's very simple. Like if you're around, uh, around a bonfire, by the beginning of the bonfire, you wind down, you feel relaxed, yet you have enough energy to cook, dance, and socialize with your friends. right? Right. Whereas by the end of the bonfire, when the wood turns into amber coal, you feel extremely sleepy and ready for bed. And this is exactly the difference between our evening glasses and the nighttime glasses. Those were designed to mimic the color temperature of the bonfire at 1,800 kelvins. And therefore, they eliminate 100% of the blue, 100% of the highest frequency green, but they keep enough green and brightness so that you could still run your evening activities without feeling very sleepy.
1: Right,
0: And one hour before bed, or 90 minutes, I do two hours, but most people would would probably do one hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shifting to this nighttime glasses Mm -hmm. will help the brain understand that it's completely dark outside because it blocks 100% of the blue, 100% of the green, and it decreases the brightness by 20 times. So even sometimes I'll be in the house with incandescent bulbs that emit orange light, I will still be wearing those glasses because they decrease the brightness tremendously. And I and and based on uh, um, based on measurements that I've done with the aura ring, I saw that when I decreased the brightness that much with those glasses, my sleep was getting fifteen to twenty percent uh, better by by only doing this step.
1: Amazing! That's awesome. Okay, I love it so much. Thank you so much for all of this information. I really appreciate it. It is so fascinating. And I'm sure we could probably keep going for like hours (laughs) because I have so many more things I dive into. Um, I think maybe where we can leave it for our listeners, you know, just those simple steps that they can start to take to reestablish a better relationship with light. Like what are some of the core things that they can really start to focus on?
0: Yeah, I'll share some things right now, but I also want to encourage the listeners to go on our website, which uh, we could share uh, in the description. It's yes, www.vivarays.com. It's V I V A R A Y S.com. Yes. And download uh, a guide or e booklet called The Light, uh, The Key to Mastering Your Sleep and Energy, mm-hmm. which uh, is a culmination of seven to eight years of studying quantum biology and circadian biology, Amazing. and with the intention of making it very simple so that anyone could read it in a couple of hours and know exactly what they can do to elevate their light environment to a whole new level of alignment and literally experience better sleep, more energy, more focus, better productivity. But to add to this, I want to encourage the listeners to download an, uh, an app on their phone called the Circadian App. And this app will help everybody to get familiar with their environment so much so that they will know when the sun is rising, when UVA is rising in the environment, when UVB is rising, when the sun is setting. And when we start knowing our environment, it's a matter of realigning with it by simply first going outside first thing in the morning and exposing our eyes to morning sunlight. Now, looking at the app, learning when UVA will rise, and then going outside when UVA is, will rise and exposing as much of our skin and our eyes to UVA, for at least 10 minutes. Step number three, learning when UVB will rise. And it will not rise in the winter in Canada because there's no UVB uh, up north uh, during the winter time. But uh, in in later seasons, there will be. And it's it's a tremendously important frequency to expose ourselves to. So this is step number three. Step number four, while being indoors, and working in front of our screens under artificial lighting, wearing, a technology that is able to balance out that light and opening the windows because apparently the glass from the window filter out a lot of the beneficial uh, frequencies of uva uvb and infrared from sunlight right so this is step number four step number five is learning when the sun is setting and going outside and witnessing that sun directly or indirectly obviously directly is better than indirectly but it's a very crucial period of time for our nervous system to start calming down. Step number five, is it five or six now?
1: Five or six, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe we're at <laughs> Whatever.
0: six. it's either five or six. Coming back home and blocking artificial lights uh, that uh, is coming from the screens and from uh, the LED bulbs by using the evening lenses and then later the nighttime lenses. Time. Also, as you mentioned, starting to make a better light environment in the house by lighting up more candles, using Himalayan salt lamps, and making sure that no matter what type of light you are using, to place it closer to the floor uh, versus uh, being overhead. Interesting, and why is that? Well, it has to do with a protein in the eye called melanopsin. And melanopsin is a photosensitive protein in the eye the signal to our circadian clock about the, the, the type of light in our environment. And those melanopsin are concentrated in the lower half of the retina. And mm-hmm. in front of the retina, we have a lens. And because of the nature of that lens, basically melanopsin will be able to, uh, there's an inversion that happened, and melanopsin will be m- much more stimulated by light that is coming from overhead, which makes sense because sunlight is overhead. So anytime we place the lights below the eye level, it's much less likely to stimulate melanopsin.
1: Interesting, okay, so fascinating. I'm definitely, well, when I think about it, I'm like when we light candles or anything, it's always below, it's always on a table, it's always low to the ground, so.
0: Exactly, even with the fire. And that's one of the reasons why fire and candlelight are not destructive for our sleep and circadian rhythms.
1: That's amazing, I love it. All right, well, thank you so much for that. That was so informative. I will be sure to have all of the links for our audience in our show notes so they can go and access and definitely go check out Viva Rays and and learn more about your glasses.
0: By the way, Samantha, I forget to to mention, we actually launched a new technology. I'm super excited about it. And it's particularly interesting for people who wear prescription because we engineered a lens that allowed people to absorb 60 to 70% more UVA and UVB while outside as opposed to all of the prescription lenses that are designed to inherently block 100% of UVA and UVB, as well as they wipe out a lot of the beneficial blue light. So uh, those lenses will enable people to absorb more UVA, UVB and the beneficial blue light. And the cool thing about it is that they could use the same system, let's say, to maximize healthy light outdoors. And then once they're indoors, they will have three clip-ons, like the one you saw here, so yeah. that they could manage their artificial light exposure throughout the whole day.
1: Very cool. Okay, and that all of that is on your website?
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's called the 4-in-1 Clip and Go.
1: Great, amazing. Well, thank you so much for that. And uh, I really hope our listeners enjoy it and share it with all of their friends and family. And let's get outside and absorb that beautiful, amazing life force that sunlight. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much everyone for being with us today i really hope you learned a lot and if there's anybody in your circle that you feel can benefit from today's information we would love it if you can share it with them and if you haven't left us a rating or a review over on apple itunes i would so appreciate it it just really helps our show and our episodes get noticed so we can support more women globally and again as a reminder if you'd like to grab any of the products over at vivarays.com use the coupon code wellness switch and that will save you 15% off. Thanks again. Chat with you next week.
0: Take care.